0: Cheryl L. Ames from what university? Uh
1: <laughs> I, sorry, I heard that.
0: I don't know why that was funny.
1: Um running out with her string toy and screamed.
0: Welcome to Fauna Facts, the podcast about the weird and wonderful world of animals, where we talk about animal facts that hopefully you didn't know. I'm Grace. And I'm Mads. And today I wanted to talk about mucus grenades. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe them. I could use the super scientific term, but... This is, breaking news just came out Ooh. this month, so if I use the technical term, you will not know what I am talking about. So I wouldn't even if it was like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so today I was going to talk about mucus grenades in um, jellyfish. Mm, okay. Yeah. So I guess I gave away, I could have set it up like a mystery, so I gave it away, but I still think it's like a weird enough term that yeah, no one knows what I'm talking about. Correct. Okay, so jellyfish and I guess the cnidarians. So that includes sea anemone, jellyfish, corals. I think I've listed all these things off in the one other episode that we talked about cnidarians. Mm -hmm. They're they're all these things are in the same phylum. And they're, one of the things they all share is that they have nematocysts, mm. which are these, I'm going to say what they are. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> so there are these cells that um, release, oh gosh, no, they have nematocytes, which have nematocysts. So there's these cells that release these little stringed barbs. That's what makes jellyfish sting. Hmm. So a lot of them contain venoms or toxins. And that's, that's one of the characteristics of all these animals. So what these scientists found is a... I guess it's not a new kind, but it's a new form. So there had been... People have been talking about... How do I say this? There have been stories of people swimming over um, these upside-down jellies, Mm -hmm. Cassiopeia. So if you saw them, they're not what we think of as, like, there's this jellyfish, and it has these long, beautiful tentacles. These guys, they hang up um, Mm upside-down, and that's in quotes. So they have their arms. They don't really have stringy tentacles, but they have these... Lobe arms their bell is on the, the uh, floor. floor yeah i guess the the ones they're doing in this study um were in mangrove swamps mm-hmm. but yeah there's some that you can see snorkeling at other places too this is just the the species of upside down jellies they're looking at so if you saw them you wouldn't immediately think oh that's a jellyfish you think oh what's that weird plant Um, Or like, oh,
1: that's a dead jellyfish. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, you. Yeah, I guess. I. I'm. I mean, okay. I've never been snorkeling. So all the (gasps) what? uh, No, I lived in Michigan and then I moved to Arkansas. I mean, there's some things in between, but you know what I mean. I've never. (laughs) There's a lot of things in between. (laughs) A lot of things in between, but I've never, I've never lived in the ocean. And I guess on my vacation, I never went to the ocean. So, well,
1: we're going to fix that.
0: Yeah, so someday. maybe you know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I absolutely know what it is, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, then this
1: is for all the Midwesterners out there. <laughs> well, again, remember my dad did marine oh, biology yeah. oceanography, so Yeah. No, I have, I... I have a little bit of a, a head start. Yeah, that's true. I did not know
0: what upside down jellies were until... There's a lab here that has a lot of upside down jellies.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They're pretty cute. They are. Yeah. So I learned what they were two years ago. So for all those other people who are where I was, where I still am, um, this is a description for you. So anyway, they had these accounts of, that was the word I was looking for, accounts. Hmm. Gosh. Okay, they had these accounts of people swimming over them, and then they had this stinging sensation, but a lot of times people didn't even notice that they were swimming over these um, jellyfish. hmm mm-hmm. um, So people, they'd have this itching sensation that can get pretty painful, um, and so people would think, oh, maybe there's, like, parts of tentacles breaking off, or parts of arms mm. of these jellyfish, and that's what's stinging me, or... There's something called sea bather's eruption. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no. <laughs> sea bather's eruption, it's like this, you get pustules <gasps> and they blame it on that, and that's caused by the larvae of other kinds of jellyfish. Uh... And you can't see these jellyfish, sir. I guess the larvae are the size of a pepper grain after it's it's been ground like a speck a speck of pepper.
1: I have a question. Okay. These pustules are yeah. on humans. Correct? Yes. Yes. <sighs>
0: okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I didn't know the word that word would bother you. But yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so, the image. It's just the mental image.
0: Yeah, so there's things like that and people are like, oh well, maybe that's why I'm feeling itchy, because those are real problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you keep these guys in a tank, the upside down jellies, Cassiopeia, or you do a swimming over them a lot, you notice that they secrete mucus and the mucus stings. So people had looked into this mucus before to figure out what's going on and they found these little, I don't know how to describe them, little swimming things, very small. In 1908, Perkins, thought they were parasites, parasitic larvae that just uh, started swimming around once you bothered the jellyfish. Um, So we've known about them for a while, but a team of scientists, oh, I did not write down their names, team of scientists led by mm, 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 (laughs) Cheryl L. Ames from the... U.S. Naval Research Lab. Anyway, a uh, team of scientists led by her looked into it, and they found that they're actually not, they, spoiler alert, they're not um, parasitic larvae. They're things that these jellyfish actually secrete in their mucus, and there's these bundle of cells. So they're these, the nematocytes that I was talking about earlier, those... Um, cells that have the stinging barbs Mm -hmm. they're covered in cilia so they can swim around so those are like i think i described what cilia were before they're like little hair like structures that wave around and they're used by a lot of single-celled organisms to and actually well actually a lot of animals to move around (laughs) and then in the side are the the photosynthetic algae That these um, jellyfish have. So they use some of those. They use the photosynthetic algae the jellyfish do to get some energy. Um, But they're also predators. So they found that this mucus contains these things. And yes, these things sting because they have the singing cells. And they can actually kill small shrimp. Like very, very tiny shrimp. Like sea monkey sized shrimp. And... Yeah, if they kill the shrimp, then the, I guess it just sinks to the bottom, and then these jellyfish can eat it. So that's why they think they have these. Wow. Yeah, and they, it was really exciting because uh, this is the first case. I mean, they knew about these stingy cells, obviously, for a long time. Like, if you've ever touched a jellyfish, you would know about these. <laughs> but the mucus is pretty new. Um, so, yeah, they use it for capturing prey, possibly scaring away predators. Oh, and then they looked at other jellyfish because they wanted to know if, are these the only ones? Uh, And actually they're shared by other jellyfish in this family, which is, I didn't know this before, the family of edible jellyfish. So if you've ever eaten a jellyfish, it's from this family. But when they looked at moon jellies, Oh, it's not a family. Oh, it's order. <sighs> it's okay. I thought I looked this. Is it really an order? Yes. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I okay. I don't want someone to get super mad. Not that anybody would, but it's yeah, the order of edible jellyfish. Um, but when they looked at uh, Aurelio, which is a moon jelly, mm. the one we think of with the nice, beautiful, flowing tentacles. Uh, they don't have this. Hmm. It seems like it's just evolved in the order of, that contains Cassiopeia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I huh. I think that's so cool. That's all it I is. have. That's all I have on these guys. I was going to try to look up, oh, wow, there's a lot on, there's people who just study the different kinds of nematocytes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of jargon that I could not figure (laughs) out, and I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what an iso-rhiza is, is it sticky, or there's a lot of different (laughs) kinds. Like, some are sticky, some are the barbs that penetrate, some are uh, that, oh, that lassos prey. yeah but these are the three three mo the three kinds but then there's 30 different ones that fall into these big main types and well there's a lot of different words to describe them so if you want to know more i don't know much more Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um but i thought that was pretty cool
1: it is can I ask a question that maybe you answered, but I don't remember you answering, which is why I'm asking it. Uh, yeah, because
0: then I probably didn't answer it well, so you should ask
1: <laughs> so why is this something that they only just recently figured out? I
0: I don't know. I think because a lot of time people would be itchy and then they didn't remember that they
1: were above like a cassiopeia, yeah. I see. So it was more like figuring out the answer to this itchy question, not not answering why does this happen when someone's near a Cassiopeia.
0: Yeah, I think people knew they were itchy and people knew... I actually had a little bit of problems figuring... Because people had described, like, looked at the mucus before. Hmm. They, like, looked and found that there were... So... These nematocytes can only work once, and so they found nematocytes that hadn't been deployed in the mucus, but they didn't put it together. And so this paper really was, they went through all, like, where they found all the types of nematocytes throughout the life cycle, um, which I think they've done before, but they... Did it in the context of what was in these casiozones, those those, um, grenades. And then what these little structures did, what kind of proteins were in it. There's a lot that I uh, skipped in the paper because I didn't think it was... Interesting or interest you because it didn't interest me. <laughs> um, not that it's not interesting. I just it's a little. Uh, there's stuff that gets in the pop side that's interesting for everyone, and then there's things that I think. Really, experts are like yes, yes, and I know because I read papers like that about butterflies, where I'm like yes. Why didn't you answer more questions? And everyone else is like, okay, well, I mean, they they found enough about this. So, I don't know if that answers your question. I'm not, but I was a little confused, like what people had figured out before. Yeah, I guess I should go back to. When I do some the research, I usually re- read a pop article and Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and then I go to the original report. Mm-hmm. If I'm being very good, um, usually I try to because there's more interesting things if you read the literature yourself. But oh, this inaugural study provides a qualitative assessment of the stinging contents of Cassiopeia. Mm, zemonica mucus and implicates mucus-containing cassiosomes and free intact nematocytes as the cause of stinging water. So, yes, that's what they found. <laughs> I think they already said that. But other people had found these things. I just, I don't think they yeah, they related it to the stinging water before.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Or quite, like, determined what these things actually were and what Mm -hmm. was in them. Oh, I remember the last thing I was going to (laughs) say, this is completely out of order, but yeah, they found them in the other ones and then they're all, they're different in the others. They're not all quite the same. So these guys can swim around for days because they have these little cilia, but in other animals in this order, They don't all have the algae inside and they don't all have the cilia, so not all of them can swim. So it just happens to be that uh, Cassiopeia has little, they're not really grenades, they're more, well, I guess, like, maybe like little swimming landmines. Don't walk it back. Water, water mines. Not landmines, water mines.
1: (laughs) I didn't even hear it. Sea mines.
0: Ocean mines.
1: Mm, Yeah. Ocean mines.
0: uh, Obviously, yeah. I should stick to animals. Nah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's what I had. I don't know. I feel like I was rambling at the end, but no, that was
1: great. Yeah. Oh, you Thank need you. to know about these and probably more. <laughs> I love when you do fresh off the press stuff. Even though by the time <laughs> I actually edit it, it will be probably it'll be March or maybe later, depending. So this is February, we're recording this, so it's It's still fresh.
0: Yeah, if you pay attention to PopSci, probably have already, yeah, it's interesting what actually makes it to mainstream news. Mm Mm-hmm. Our postdoc told us about this, so that's how I learned about it. Mm. And then I looked it up and there's some PopSci articles, but... alright. All right. All right. What do you have if you don't have any other
1: questions about? I have no further questions. Okay. I was going to talk about something that was a part of pop culture, but back in, like, 2004. <laughs> and Oh. I- what was that,
0: like uh, – are we going to age ourselves? This
1: Oh, like how old we were in 2004? Oh, that's middle school for me. So Uh, yeah, that's middle school for me too. Okay.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> wow, a great time for pop
1: pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> that's mm, what I want. It was the best of times, yeah. it was the worst of times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, but I'm doing it because my friend mentioned it to me today, and I had actually – I don't have any memory of hearing this. Maybe you will, so let me know. I'm going to talk about Shrek the Sheep. Oh.
0: I wasn't that cool as a middle schooler, but I knew who Shrek was, and I watched. So, no,
1: I don't know about Shrek the Sheep. Shrek the Sheep. No. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't even told you anything about it yet. So you, that might not be – you might be Shall, selling yourself short. Oh, Shearing okay. yourself shorn. Stop. Stop. I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> I think you're just going to dig a hole. I know. I know. I know. Okay. So Shrek, Shrek the sheep, uh, he was a Merino sheep belonging to Bendigo Station, which is a sheep station in New Zealand. Okay. And he gained international fame in 2004 after he was discovered and they realized that he had avoided being captured and shorn annually with the other sheep for six years. Whoa. And he apparently was just like hiding out in caves and... That's also funny because he is named after Shrek the Ogre, so I kind of like that. Well, did they name him before or after he became
0: this sheep hermit?
1: I believe before. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. I could be wrong, but... Well, Shrek... When did Shrek come out? 2000? There's a book before that, too, though, I think, right? Shrek was based off a book? I... Listen... That's not the point of this story.
0: <laughs> well, now I'm looking it up. I'm all right. Look it up. Look it up. Two thousand one. Okay, great. Based loosely on the nineteen ninety <laughs> fairy tale picture book of the same name by William Steig. Okay. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> yes. He wrote *Sylvester and the Magic Pebble*. Oh, I liked that book a lot. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Now you're on board? Yeah. Must be
0: a – Whoa, he was pretty old then when he wrote it. Wow.
1: Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Shrek the sheep. Shrek the sheep. (laughs) Sorry. So he had gone missing for six years, avoiding being caught and shorn – When they spotted him, they didn't immediately know what he was because he had so much wool on him that he, quote, looked like some biblical creature (gasps) because, you know, they bred these merino sheep to be constantly producing wool because they want to shear them every year. And so he had just not been shorn in six years. And so he had that much wool on him. So he was, I'm gonna send you a picture, but. <laughs>
0: oh my he, gosh, that poor sheep. I haven't even looked at the picture yet. That sounds so sad.
1: There you go. Can you click on that? I looked it up by myself. Oh, yeah. He's.
0: Yeah, I can see why they didn't think he was a sheep, because you can only see like tiny little <laughs> feet, and then yeah. you see a nose.
1: He truly looks like a cloud or dust bunny with, like, little tiny feet.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Anyway, so obviously everyone was very amused and amazed. And and so he was caught in mid-April 2004. And they decided to, because it was such an international, you know, thing at this point, they decided to... uh, broadcast his shearing on national television (laughs) in new zealand Mm -hmm. yes it was actually for a good cause though they used it to raise money for charity like they auctioned off his wool to raise money for children's medical charities okay and he raised a lot of money and Also was really great for the worldwide publicity of the big wool export industry in New Zealand. Mm. And his fleece from those six years contained enough wool to make 20 large men's suits Mm. weighing about 60 pounds or 27 kilograms (laughs) with an exceptional... Like an average, an average merino fleece weighs around 10 pounds or 4.5 kilograms. Oh, makes sense. So it really was like six One years year. old. Oh my gosh. Oh, that poor sheep. I know. It must have been so heavy. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was 60 pounds heavy. I wonder. I have a lot of questions, but keep going. Oh, okay. Okay. I don't know if I can answer all of them, but I just have some I know, more I know. facts about his life. So he obviously was a national icon. He was taken to parliament to celebrate his 10th birthday the next month. And he met the prime minister of New Zealand at that time, who was Helen Clark. There's a children's book about him. And two years later, he... Was shorn again for publicity on an iceberg floating off the coast of Dunedin in New Zealand. Oh, <laughs> what so he was? I don't. I yeah, He was fitted with special crampons, which I honestly don't know what those are. Those are like you put there's spikes that
0: you can slip on to your, the bottom of your shoes to walk on the ice.
1: <laughs> that <They> gave Shrek. <track. laughs> I couldn't find a picture of that, but now I really have to. So, yeah, they did that. They had a specially designed and woven wool rug to put on top of the ice for him so he wouldn't, you know, slip around. But they also gave him his little crampons. (laughs) So he... Lived to the ripe old age of 16. Uh, So he lived till 2011. And that's pretty unusual because most sheep, they're kind of taken out of commission after six years. But because he had escaped and was no longer prime, I'm sorry to say, meat material, (laughs) they just yeah i was like take out of commission don't you mean like
0: turn into mutton <laughs> yes i do
1: i do okay I do. yeah i mean it just makes it's... me sad to say yeah okay. it's fine we don't eat meat anyway yes yeah, so it's pretty it's pretty crazy he had to go through it a little bit but he ended up you know saving his own life and he lived for 16 years and was a national treasure and I'd never heard of him. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he he did
0: have to, like, I mean, that second publicity stunt where he has to go on the ice <laughs> and get sheared. That's just like, uh, well, <laughs> uh, you're famous now, so this is your life.
1: You know what? Fame's not easy.
0: No, but, okay. I I do have questions. I don't know if you can answer them. One, how did they catch him? Did they just find him? And...
1: Yeah, I think they just came across him.
0: Because, okay, after year one, you're like, okay, it must have been kind of fun. I mean, kind of lonely for a sheep, but I guess whatever. But after like year two, year three, it's <laughs> like, whoa, I'm really wooly and I need to be shorn. But... Maybe he just couldn't see. Like, maybe he wasn't hiding out. Maybe he couldn't, like, (laughs) figure out how to get back.
1: Yes. I mean, I think that's definitely part of it. In the later years, he literally couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's kind of unclear whether he just hid during the time of year that they rounded them up for shearing or he hid for the entire six years. That I have not 100% determined.
0: Yeah, I feel like he couldn't have done that. Could he have done that on any other continent except New Zealand, or not continent country? (laughs) Could even any other place besides New Zealand? Because anywhere else he would be gobbled up. (laughs) No, I'm serious though. No, that's
1: a good point. There's no
0: way. It's a good point.
1: It's a good
0: point. Something that. Wooly? I mean, actually, I guess if anything attacked him, like, how could they actually bite him? <laughs> <laughs> like, if he was in the U.S. and a coyote or a dog tried to attack him. They- right. How?
1: Yeah, you have to wonder. Like, maybe he'd just be too terrifying a figure.
0: Yeah, and then he'd just be biting on Fluff. <laughs> like, wow, that's... Must have been all felted and gross, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, wool has antimicrobial properties.
1: Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know if I knew that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to... I think it's something knitters know, because they're like, mm, where my 100% wool hat? And you're like, well, it's kind of itchy. And they're
1: like, it's better. It's better <laughs> than the other things. <laughs> that is how knitters talk yeah <laughs> um,
0: some of them actually no some of them do um but we're not here to call those people out um <laughs> <laughs> that's a different podcast <laughs> yeah it is oh well i'm glad i learned about shrek the sheep um i think yeah middle school me would have liked that too
1: right I would have, but I definitely didn't know about it at the time. No. Or I just don't remember anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think Reddit was around or I wasn't on it, so it's harder to find those things. All right. Well. All right. Do you have anything else?
1: No, that's it. Shrek the sheep and mucus grenades. All right. As always, thank you, dear listeners, for sticking through another episode of Fauna Facts with your hosts, Grace and Matt. And yeah, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.